I'm bored, Jerry. B-O-R-D, bored. Welcome back to Fever Dream Month, or Childhood Fever Dream Month, rather. Um, if you listened to our last episode, you know that this month is devoted to a bunch of really weird and random things that Sam remembers from childhood. So it's a pretty varied uh, schedule of episodes we have this month, and I think this one's no exception. This is actually a bit of a late addition to our schedule, uh, because uh, we were originally going to do something else, and then we changed our minds about it at the last minute. I can't remember what the one we replaced We were going to do Secret of Nem. Yeah, uh, and we might do that at some point still. Um, in fact, I think it would be good to do that at some point, yeah. but we, um, we had something in common. Um, so that like I could also kind of participate within this month. Um, I think this is actually the only thing of the month that I remember from my childhood. So, <laughs> uh, and only half of it to be fair. Um, so the um, yeah, so this episode is devoted to the Veggie Tales, um, and this is a special episode. We've never done one like this before. It's technically a double bill um, because one of them was so short that it kind of justified adding a second one on. Uh, so we've suffered twice for you. We have. It's Well, it's because, really, we were in the same place for once. We went to see the outfit, listened to a review. Yes, um, yes. And we were, <laughs> we were we ordered Indian food, and by the time one had finished, we still hadn't finished. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll just stick the other one on. Yeah. That we were talking about maybe doing. Yeah, and here we are, and now we're doing it. And oh, oh, what a... Uh, oh, I don't know. I was going to say what a good episode this will be. I don't know. It might be, might be shit. <laughs> have we got a show for you? Have we got a show for you? Well, we'll have an answer to that question <laughs> by the end, I guess. Um, so the first of the two is uh, Larry Boy and the Fib from Outer Space. And the second is Esther, the girl who became queen. Now... Yeah. We should probably explain VeggieTales first, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, so the official description of VeggieTales is that it's an American Christian computer-generated musical children's animation and media franchise. And it's existed since the 90s and, and still persists into until this day. Um, for me... Uh, I know this is your month and I've just started leading on my, my thoughts on it, but like I my my experience with Veggie Tales is literally only Esther the girl who would become queen and the drawn together episode where the Veggie Tales feature <laughs> and they murder everyone. Um and that's pretty much it. To the extent that like I so I remember to the VHS that me and my sister got bought one Christmas. And when I saw them in Drawn Together, I was like, that's such a random, like, um, weird, obscure reference. And then it turns out it's not an obscure reference at all because it's actually, like, an empire. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a bloody... Like, they've sold over 16 million books and 7 million CDs. They have over 235 million streams on streaming platforms. Um, I I don't know what they've done in terms of, like, video sales or whatnot, but it's got to be up there. It's because it's existed for as long as it has. You wouldn't be able to to fund it and produce stuff like this if it hadn't they've got uh, merchandise they've got like a, a garden a garden pail growing kit which was originally like released back in the 90s they've got like plushes they've got comics they've got apps they've got a video game in fact multiple video games uh, there was a stage production done this is a big deal like as far as franchises go this is a big thing and yeah i literally only know it for for like 
Yeah, one. it's pretty niche. Like weirdly, like like we. So I'll ask how you got it in a second, but we got it from um, a shop in Helensburgh that had a rainbow on it, and it was the Christian shop because that, of course, you know, rainbow had mm-hmm. to be. Um, and that was the only place we ever saw it ever. Like no, Woolworths didn't have it. Asda didn't have it. Just just that place had the VHSs. So how did you end up watching Esther? Um, Esther was a Christmas present from one of our more religiously inclined aunts, actually. Like, she tended to buy us uh, religious-themed presents when we were younger. Oh, I bet Um, you look forward to those every year. I mean, uh, kind of, but not for, for, like, good reasons. (laughs) More for (laughs) mean reasons. Uh, Kind of, because you kind of knew, like, well, we never knew what it was going to be, but we kind of knew the theme was going to be before you opened it. And, like... So the main the main things I remember getting from her were this VeggieTales VHS, and then also I got a book called uh, Ten Boys Who Changed the World, and my sister got a book called Ten Girls Who Changed the World. Needless to say, I don't think either of us read them. Um, you like did No, shock. See, we we okay. We we had the same thing. Like, so I was forced to go to Sunday school as a kid. My parents didn't force me, but my grandparent was pretty determined that I was going to be a good Christian girl. And I'm sorry, Grand, but. Uh... Yeah, we we got the books and we, it's funny because like, I feel like most of the kids in Sunday school did believe, but I never did. I thought it was all an elaborate, like I thought we all knew we were all in the joke, but we weren't. Um, but we would read them like when we got them at Christmas, they would give us gifts every Christmas. And when you're kids, it was books mm-hmm. and we would read them like all of us, we'd mock them like all the way through. But then I was like, why do you guys actually believe it if you're mocking it with me? Like, we got one called the Glasgow Bible, and I've got this book still because it's fucking hysterical. I'm going to have to show you it when you come up next. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all the Bible verses like written in Glaswegian, like <laughs> Ned talk. <laughs> it's barely legible. Yeah, no, that does sound like good, quite good fun. I think so. I I um see. I I find that really interesting in some ways because like I one of i mean she wasn't really one of my friends as such but there was this girl i uh, i was um who was in my year at high school who was very quite religious and like people would always take the piss for that and it was a kind of you know why do you believe in this and people would pretend like people would do this kind of like they'd pretend they're on the cross and go like ah and stuff like that and i was just like that's that's just being mean for no reason yeah that's just like, bullying don't, don't be like a cunt I know, yeah. that's, I know that's hard for some people, but like... It's hard for everyone. Oh, yeah. Like everyone. <laughs> the inclination to be a cunt is like the default for us. It is, yeah. So like, I'm so I'm kind of of, of the opinion that like, um, f- I'm not... So I think, I. so my opinion, generally speaking, is I think all human beings have religious tendencies, but I think they place their their religion in different things so some people's obsession with politics is religious like in nature and I've, I've had this conversation with you some people's like obsession with celebrity is religious in nature and stuff i don't think organized religion is the only form of religion i think religion takes different forms whether or not people admit it i think we all have some kind of um religious tendency and i mean that was that was part of our our course it's one of the small things i'm going to reference there is kind of like that community aspect of of like events certain like concerts or whatever can almost be like a religious like experience 
Um, like, this is going to sound really fucking strange, but the first time I saw Celine Dion and I was in, like, the O2 arena and, like, I know it's everyone's least favourite song of hers and I kind of get that. It's not one of my favourites. She's got loads better. But the first time I heard, like, My Heart Will Go On live in the same room that I was, holy fuck, like, the atmosphere in the whole room just changed. Like like it was such a moment like that's probably the closest thing i've ever had to a religious experience yeah. like no irony intended in that. i would say like, the same with panic at the disco genuinely as well like yeah which is funnier because yours is like a romantic ballad and mine's like some some sparkly man singing like fuck a silver lining you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no like going to sunday school though like i don't think so i didn't go in to laugh at people in sunday school i went mm-hmm. because i was forced to go Mm-hmm. from the ages of six till maybe 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't make sense to me because they were gleefully talking about how God's going to destroy the world and then Jesus is going to come back and then we all get to go to heaven. I'm like, why is that a good thing? That you're, mm-hmm. Why are you excited for this, you freaks? Um, <laughs> I thought everyone was just kind of, I, I kind of pictured it as like a book club almost in a way. Like we knew it wasn't mm-hmm. real together. And mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll talk about this story. We'll go have our, our, our Capri sons and then we'll go home. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, as I got older, I was like, oh, shit. They actually, you know, take this quite earnestly, which is why I stopped going. Because I was like, I did, <laughs> like, when I was like uh, 13, 14, I was aware of how, like, I'm, I don't belong here. Um, mm-hmm. But I was still, like, helping them with their summer camps and stuff. And it got to the point, I was just like, nah, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, can't do this anymore because they, they both like they're dedicating their lives to this and i feel kind of uncomfortable how much they're dedicating their lives to this like end like they're living for death here but not only that like it, like i guess as well like if if you don't believe in it it's a bit like participating in like you know anything else if you don't believe in the cause then you can't really work for it yeah. so like if you're there helping it but you don't actually believe in any of it like I, it must be quite hard to not you specifically but just generally I mean like it must be quite hard for people generally to kind of live with themselves if they're promoting some kind of idea or whatever that they don't necessarily yeah. believe in themselves so well my my kind of role was easier in, in that like I was helping kids make hammer beads you know like not yeah. to do, like it was just like flowers it wasn't yeah. Christian stuff it but the summer camp stuff we were, we were doing plays and stuff and we like God never really came into the play until the end and I was like this is kind of lowering the tone of the play for me like you know it was silly stuff it was like really really silly stuff yeah like we were stuck in a desert island over a week and every day the the play would progress and they'd change the stage yeah um these summer summer camps are run throughout the country by the way so um I would have to try I would love if I could find one of them so I could show you the pack but it's the same (laughs) like everyone does the same one Mm. through across uh, churches across the country and yeah it's just there's a drama every day and then you're just like play like a play time and then there's like crafts you know all that stuff yeah um, it's just, just something to keep the kids busy basically yeah but then at some point uh the reason i like properly stopped going is they were talking about me getting christened because i've mm. been there a while and i was just like nah i'm not joining your i'm not joining your group like that <laughs> i mm. don't want to join your group like that uh no thank you i would rather do literally anything else on my Sunday mornings and that's when I discovered the power of a lion <laughs> um and then that's my new my new religion so. that was that was a lie in and not a lion 
a lion. I, a thought lion. You said, I thought you said lion at first, and I was just like, like I'm just like, going to clarify. Yeah, you a li- a lying. A lying, even. Lying. Lying. The power of lying. <laughs> That's also, yeah, many things you can't do in the church. Yeah. But, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Veggie Tales, though, I don't. <laughs> it's wild to me that this is taken seriously at all because. I thought for sure, even as a kid, even as like a seven-year-old, that this was a joke. Mm. Because, come on, it's a fucking tomato preaching about God Mm. with his hillbilly cucumber friend. Mm -hmm. So the fact that this is like a very earnest and very successful property somehow, because I, again, I've never seen it anywhere else other than that one shop. Have you seen it anywhere else other than like really niche stores i don't think i've ever seen it in stores in the uh, wild i've yeah i i feel like it's the sort of thing that's probably really big in america and less so here i think us being in the uk well in scotland specifically but i think this is true for the uk as a whole like i feel like it's probably just not as big a property here anyway mm-hmm. so i feel like that's maybe on our side or against us or however you want to put it it was on nbc yeah, well, that's, that's that's a good example. Is like I don't think this was ever aired on British TV. No, so. God no. It wasn't that good a like that high quality a thing to start with because it did. Um, so the one we're watching today, mm-hmm. well, one of the two, Larry was one of the first ones. Larry Boy, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 don't look good. It's not aged well. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now we were watching some more recent ones, just kind of clips. We weren't watching the full thing and. It's not really improved that much. Not a huge amount. Um, PS1 cutscene to PS2 cutscene is the difference. Yeah, I feel like... um, uh, I I feel like in some ways, like, the the graphics... See, it's really, really hard because the way it kind of presents itself doesn't allow you to be too... I'm trying. I'm trying to be. I'm. I'm going to try this with all our episodes. I'm trying to be more objective with stuff. Um. So I'm going to try and not just be like, mm, shit, like I was with um, other stuff that we've talked about. But like, I don't know. I'm. I'm still going to fail at this as we go on. I think, because <laughs> I am but flawed. I am but human. Um. So when it's when it was made, like it was it was originally created in the first place just as a way to convey moral themes and biblical values for for children, and you kind of think, right, okay, that's fine. Why go the computer generated yeah. route when like cartoon animation was like okay, not not amazing, but like better in the early nineties and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like had they been actual cartoons like not necessarily even hand drawn they could have been they could have been digitally animated or whatever still i feel like they would have aged better um cuz even like so the original toy story for example that came out in what 1994 that looks pretty bad now um i don't think there are many computer generated things from the 90s that have aged particularly well um and of course like that's not to say like it wasn't worth doing because we wouldn't have anything like we have now if it weren't for these early things not VeggieTales specifically but just like if it weren't for creators going out of their way to make um non-traditionally animated films or whatever we wouldn't have anything else and that's how things adapt and whatnot but i don't think they could have foreseen the extent to which these aged poorly 
because if they had, I don't think they would have made the choice choices they did. Specifically for VeggieTales, I mean, like it it doesn't look good. It really doesn't. No, it looks really bad. Um, to the extent that, like, so the Larry Boy ones, especially, you'll get close up of the characters' faces. And like the pupils in the eyes, you can see the edges of the squares of the pixels and stuff. So this, the image is stretched so much that you actually get quite a close look at the pixels that make the pupil of the eyes. And you can see the edges and there's little jagged edges around the sides of the characters and stuff. And some of the backgrounds are really like bland and like dead. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing alive about them. And the best way to describe it is it looks like a test for a big film. Like, it looks like they're testing the animation. Like, they're doing storyboarding with it. Yeah. Like, you know, when they're doing the testing parts and then eventually they add the textures and then they add in, like, the refinements and then they add the lighting and then they add the background. Yeah. It looks like they've done a big... Like, they just finished at the test. But it does look exactly like a PS1 cutscene. It does. All the way through. Yeah. And I, I think in some ways you have to be a little bit fair because they weren't a big company to begin with. And I don't think they had a lot of money to start with. So it's not like, um, it's not like, uh, who would be a good example? Like DreamWorks or someone put this out. Like, well, I mean, funnily enough, it is DreamWorks. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, so it is. Oh well, I wonder. I wonder if that's. I wonder if they own it now. Like, I. I don't think they'd have had it right at the start, would they? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it was an independent thing to start with. Yeah, I think that's yeah. really fair to assume because, like, if it was DreamWorks to start with, like, God, DreamWorks, what happened yeah. to you? Oh, DreamWorks bought them in twenty twelve. Yeah, I just saw so that you, as well. Yeah, so that's fine. So that so I'm on track. Right, cool. That's funny that I mentioned. Which is funny though. they chose DreamWorks. Yeah. yeah, I was trying. I was trying to think of anyone but Disney. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, right, DreamWorks will do. And then I know because Disney's fucking bought everyone now. So yeah. It's like, well. Yeah. Um. So when they started. Uh, I'm guessing, you know, it's it's fair to say they won't have had an awful lot of money, and it was very independent. And so, on that basis alone, I don't necessarily think it's it's always the most fair to be just like, oh, well, it looks shit, and like, it does look shit, and like we can't get away from that. But it's completely different when an independent company makes something that looks shit to like a big, you know, multi-billion company making something that looks shit. So you kind of have to give it to them for trying, but. It's nah, still I'm not going to. <laughs> it's still it's still not particularly like, good. I have a lot of um time for it in many ways because it reminds me of my gran because mm-hmm. like not the one that's made me go to Sunday school, funnily enough, the other one. Mm-hmm. She's the one who brought it and she found she uh oh I probably shouldn't put this in the podcast, but she got a book called So I all of that's been cut out, you won't know anything that's just happened, dear listener, because I am not getting my gran cancelled. But um <laughs> But yeah, she really enjoys VeggieTales. But yeah, so it reminds me of my grand. So I have a lot of time for it, but I forgot how bad it was. Genuinely, I was like shocked how fucking awful it looked and how... Um, In a production sense. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. looked bad. Yeah. And it, the fucking Bible verse stuff's just flimsy and it's just very tacked on. It's like, well, you, you should have just chosen if you wanted to do like a morality thing or if you wanted to make everything Bible related or if you just wanted to do stories. Like, it's very it confused. Is, it's such a weird choice because I, rem- I, I remember I was going to say that to you at the time. Well, I think I did after, but like even yeah. when we were sat there watching it. So we watched the first one, the Larry Boy one. And I was going to turn to you and say, there's been nothing religious about this at all. Like, it's pretty standard kids show fare, like the whole, oh, don't lie or whatever. And like, to be honest, if they'd have left it at that, I want 
I wonder if it would have been if it would have even had broader appeal because the funny thing about organized religion and this is true for like Christianity and Islam and pretty much all of the big organized religions is that a lot of the messaging within the stories that their their holy books tell is it's pretty fair game and like a lot of people wouldn't necessarily have any problems with it as a like just a metaphor like a lot of the stories are as far as I'm concerned, well, they are just metaphors. Like they're not, they're, it's not possible for like thousands of people to be fed with like a bread and a fish, for example. Like it's a metaphor for other things as, as with everything else is. But these stories, there's something that you can look at and, you know, take from a lot of them. And I think, unfortunately, as people tend to do, too many people take them literally or yeah. to heart. And I feel like... um that's because they've been told it's God's word. It's like, well, no, it's not. It's the word of, of a man who wrote it, which is fine. You can still believe in a God. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying you're, you, like, I would describe myself agnostic, probably. Um, I wouldn't like to say, I, like, I used to say atheist, but I feel like that's quite an aggressive way. I, agnostic is comfortable for me, but I'm not saying you can't believe if you don't want to, but I think it's a bit silly to believe that the Bible is a literal interpretation of things that Jesus has said or God has said. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I feel like atheists is quite like, I'm not self-assured enough to state that categorically. Like, I don't yeah. know. And I feel like in order to say that you're like a cat, like a categorical, if you're like, I don't know, a certified atheist, I feel like you, you have know, to have kind of proof that it's not real. I'm, but I also on, yeah. don't believe because I don't have proof that it is, and I don't. I just don't think it is based on my experiences. But I would like, I would say that um, there is a slim chance that there is. So I can't say there's not. Yeah. Is that is that a really poor way of saying that? But uh, yeah. And even if there was, I'd just say I probably not for me to understand. If there was a greater power, I wouldn't say it was like you know the the man wearing a toga. As people picture, I would say it's like yeah. a an energy that I'm just not made to understand. I guess if I did believe in it, yeah, I I would not be surprised. You know, like I, <laughs> I say, I would not be surprised. There could well be something, but I feel like I feel like it's possible. It's true for simultaneously that there could be something, and also for the Bible to be shit. Like, yeah. like those two things aren't aren't don't necessarily go hand in hand. Like there could be a God as of some sort, yeah. but also the stories in the Bible didn't happen, and they are meant to be like a metaphor. So like, yeah. uh, it's. But even then, it doesn't even need to be like the Bible actually relates to a God if there is one. Like it's like these could just be like organized religion. I don't know. Yeah. Is you know is what it is. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the you know realness or notness of a of a god realness yeah. or notness <laughs> i mean i mean the hotness or notness i mean when when you step back a lot of it's pretty like basic s- stuff that you would like to think most people could agree with it's like even like the 10 commandments or whatever like just don't steal don't murder don't fucking fuck your neighbor's wife and the rest of it like it's pretty some of it depends some of it's pretty fucking awful but some of it's fair yeah yeah like some of it is but i suppose you have to think of it in terms of um you have a lot of these stories are like hundreds if not thousands of years old is mm-hmm. the thing so you have to think of them in terms of like when they were made so different societies at different periods of time for example have or have not had problems with the gays and generally speaking when societies have been their most homophobic for example that's when the populations have been at their their lowest 
mm-hmm. and people and societies have been at their most liberal with the gays when populations have been at their highest because not for nothing but like if you've got a bunch of gays running around and you're significantly low on people that's not particularly helpful so of course you'd outlaw it and or or come up with like some kind of organized religion to scare people off it like mm-hmm. why wouldn't you it's just it's just common sense so like i i don't begrudge it on that basis because if we're talking about something that's hundreds or thousands of years old probably thousands realistically and we're talking about what it originates from like the middle east like your populations aren't going to be that big no but like i don't like that people still use the silly like like they pick and choose if you're going to like choose say yeah. that the books a literal interpretation and then like use that to be a dick to people like go fuck yourself like you better follow it all you better not be eating any fucking shellfish or wearing cotton and polyester like yeah I, f- I feel like there is a lot of stuff in there that is pretty pretty dumb at least see it see it as being outdated like don't fucking pick and choose just depending yeah. on what you want to follow like yeah and again like there's probably some i would not i'm i don't know enough about it about it to say but there's probably some like historical argument for the the shellfish thing or the cotton thing like there's probably something that was relevant at the time but yeah like uh, you're not meant to touch dogs in some middle eastern places and that's because rabies was bad at one point you know and that's fair like but that does not mean you can come to other places and attack the dogs yeah you know, it's like you have to contextualize it in the place and the time. Yeah. And then move on from that when you're mm-hmm. not in the place and they're not in the time. Yeah. That sounds bad. That sounds like I'm saying, oh, don't come over to our country. Blah, blah, blah. It's not like that. It's like time period more. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's more that like certain certain values and opinions work within certain frameworks and contexts yeah. that don't within others. And that's, ba- well, I mean, that's pretty true broadly. Like, again, again, that's something that has to be applied fully, though. And I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's not always the case with a lot of different things i think people are a lot more lenient of some things than others whether that's in a religious sext or whether it's in a cultural sense or anything else i feel like some people are allowed to get away with stuff more than others for whatever reason um and i don't know it's unfortunate but Let's Veggie talk tales. about the fucking vegetables. Let's get on to the fun part that everyone came here for, the VeggieTales. So VeggieTales takes the format of a kind of, uh, well, I don't know, it starts off with Bob and, and Larry introducing the show, then you usually have a little story bit, and then you finish with Bob and Larry. There's usually a song in between. Like um, There was one on like a box of chocolates, and there's one on like an omelette, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they finish with a Bible verse, and the Bible verse is usually fucking hilariously like... <laughs> just like on the nose mm-hmm. like no subtlety at all mm-hmm. um that's how the, the show goes every time uh larry boy's a bit of a outlier because there wasn't a song in the middle kind of a bummer we missed out on that experience but nah, you, you get what you get yeah well i don't know we got to see like a fucking uh budget batman ripoff <laughs> so i feel like that kind of makes up for it doesn't um, it? Well, does it though, I guess. Yeah. There are actually bits before we go into listeners that I, I do actually enjoy about this. Um, I'll name two of them now. I quite like the Alfred character because um, mm. he's just fucking so over the top. And I quite like the Scottish carrot. I like that they have like a really aggressively Scottish sounding carrot. Is that a carrot? Mm. I don't fucking know. I think it was. It's been, yeah. Mm. That's what I liked about this episode of VeggieTales. Uh, the rest of it, oh, well. Oh, right. So this specific one then, did you have this on VHS first? Yeah, we had this on video. 
this was bought for me. Like, usually we watched Veggie Tales at my grand's house because she had them and she would just keep them there. Um, but this one, for some reason, we actually got a copy of and it came home with us. So, <laughs> this is the lost. one that I remember the most and, I, yeah. and it played exactly how I remembered it. For better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> God. Right. So, um,. Larry Boy and the Fib from Outer Space. It's the overall message, don't tell lies, kids. Basically, what you're meant to take away from this. Uh, and that message is conveyed in the form of a, what, half-hour episode? 25 minutes, something like that? It's mm-hmm. it's not particularly long. Um, starts with, as, as per Wikipedia, uh, the episode begins with Percy and his brother Little P. uh, leaving a movie theater and seeing what appears to be a comet. Um, Jimmy and Jerry Gerd, who staff an early warning radar station at the, I'm not saying that, the the Bumbleberg Science Lab. Ugh, Bumbleberg. Yeah, I remember that they gave the town a stupid fucking name. Like, gross. (laughs) Uh, They alert Larry Boy of an approaching alien. Now, Larry Boy is, he's the cucumber, isn't he? Or it's it's yeah he's a cucumber yeah yeah so like it's you're I mean you're gonna have to help me out a little bit here just because I literally don't have episodes as a frame of reference I only have the two that we've watched and, and only one of them from my childhood so the episodes are framed with like an introduction and a closing from uh, the the cucumber and the tomato are are most of the episodes played as here's a film we made in the sense that like Larry Boy obviously isn't canon because the cucumber plays him but like uh-huh. most most of them it's it's the characters just playing themselves yeah. so are they are they pitched as here's a film we made or are they pitched as here's here's something that illustrates or here's a tale from our event our lives that illustrates this or they don't act like it's real they act like they're actors and the thing that's what I was asking yeah that's that's fine um because I was just, I was just, I was reading this just now, and I was like, it's really weird that like the cucumber is playing a character when he doesn't normally, which yeah, I guess, or well, I guess he does normally. He plays himself, I suppose, but like, yeah, he plays is. himself in different versions, like you know, because they're doing like biblical stories, and they'll do some originals, and then yeah. So yeah, Larry Boy's alerted of an approaching alien because of course they assume it's an alien rather than a fucking asteroid coming to wipe them out or something. Apparently. Well, it's too small. Well, nah, because the people that spot them are not the asteroid detectors, the alien detectors, Callum. Come on, keep with the yeah, program. Yeah, I, I remember there was some kind of conversation where they were like acting as if of their, I don't know, their job's really, really boring or something. Yeah. And they're there all the time and they never spot anything. And then suddenly it's a big deal. That's a good point. The humor in this is really like off. <laughs> um, And I know that's rich coming from me, but like it's... It's it's very um, weak, um, even well, for, even for like yeah. a kids even for a kids production. I mean, like because so like Brave Little Toaster from last week, uh, a lot of what was funny in that was unintentionally funny, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it was trying to be that funny at points. Whereas this mm-hmm. is trying and desperately missing the mark on many points, and I don't know if that's a, a case of possibly just inexperienced writers or if it's um people who just aren't funny writing the jokes or the jokes quote unquote or if i think it's, it's just, a middle-aged man christian man trying to write for kids and he's just 
doesn't get it yeah like I, f- I feel like there's there's definitely an element of that in there it's it's, it's got that whole vibe of someone older trying to appeal to to younger people and <laughs> hello and, fellow kids yeah missing the mark like was it this one it was this one where they, they talked about oh someone's texted us or something like that it's this new thing called texting. oh yeah it was like it's, oh no they got an email and this one like oh we got an email this newfangled thing it's where you can send stuff on the line yeah that's right yeah and it's it's very like that's how it opens it's based on a question it's like so yeah they kind of play it like dear deirdre so <laughs> so every week that the vegetables are asked a question by a real life le- uh, watcher a viewer allegedly definitely definitely real life um and this kid's like i told a lie what should i do and he's like well we have a story about that let's show the tape and then they do then they show the tape and this is the tape uh that's how it's played yeah ignore what i said before that's how it is i totally forgot about that part um yeah but um that that's a that's a really good way of illustrating kind of how badly it's dated as well like so it's like even like even if you ignore the animation and stuff a lot of the writing is quite dated just in terms of the way it approaches you know uh technology and things for one but i do like their little lip quiver when (laughs) some of the facial animations make me laugh still like it's just fucking comically animated i don't know if it's because they couldn't do it properly or if it's because they went for that but whatever happens i quite like it Um, it's a bit ott isn't it like it's yeah their little lips quiver and a little what are they what are they are they what the peas you mean or no the, the two the two uh alien spotter guys oh are they it says gourd like gourd is that like is that a vegetable a gourd a gourd a, oh my oh my gourd <laughs> 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 yeah yeah, yeah it's a gourd. they're, they're gourds <laughs> oh my god that's uh, that's gonna have to be the fucking title this <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that even came from. I've not thought about that in fucking forever. Like, uh, I'm gonna message you. That's how I remember. But yeah, do, do you want to know? That's really fucking funny that I was just talking about things being outdated, and then I reference a meme from fucking like <laughs> what ten years ago, like <laughs> or longer even. Yeah, that's that. That's where I'm still at. I may not know about current word games and viral hits, but I know about memes from a decade ago. <laughs> it's a good place to be yeah i'm at peace with it <laughs> um yeah so basically then uh this thing that comes out of the sky turns out to be a small blue alien named fribulus minimus or fib for short so uh meanwhile junior asparagus and laura carrot are having a tea party at Junior's house where Junior accidentally breaks his father's prized Art Bugatti bowling plate. Now that's played off in a really like, I don't know. So again, it's a kid's film. It's a kid's thing. No, no, we don't give anything. Any like, I don't know why we're doing this. Like, let's be nice. Shit. I I cannot stand parents that don't discipline their children. Like I'm, I right, okay. That's so. That, that's how I'm approaching it. Then I cannot stand parents that do not discipline their children, and that goes for vegetables that do not discipline their child, their child vegetables as well. If your child has broken your plate, uh, that doesn't warrant a like an oh kind of reaction. That warrants some kind of right. He doesn't know he's broken the plate. I know someone's broken the plate. He should be going raging. Why the fuck were you climbing on the shit and whatnot? I don't know. You because be doing it's a something. good Christian. It's a mild, meek Christian family. 
Callum, and they don't think their little bro- uh, asparagus, sorry, is it broccoli or asparagus? Well, look at the fucking havoc his little asparagus is, is causing. So, like, that, this is what meek Christian values get you, people. Like, <laughs> your little Jeez. shit's going around, breaking, breaking plates and all sorts. Yeah, he breaks a plate for such a stupid reason, too. Like, they're having a tea party and the fucking teddy bear needs a plate. I'm like, mm. why? Mm-hmm. Does the teddy bear need the fucking expensive plate? I mean, you don't even have any arms, you know? What are you worried yeah, about? Yeah, they still pick things up with their yeah. invisible arms. They do have mm-hmm. arms, they're just, we can't see them. They're oh, too fast. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. They're talking mm-hmm. vegetables. I shouldn't be worried about their lack of arms. I should be more worried about the fact that they have faces and sentience. They're not just but... talking vegetables. They're fucking religious. Yeah. Well, they believe, yeah. like, the concept is wild. Like if you if they, if you believe in a god, why would you believe in him? Because you're trapped as a fucking vegetable. Mm. Like that's not a fair and just god. You're a tomato. No, a tomato that has its own house apparently, <laughs> and can drive. Like okay, does he? <laughs> well, uh, Larry boy drives. He's not a tomato. He's a cucumber. No, but, but like... in this instance, he's you know he's a vehicle for Batman. We yeah. don't know if Larry and Bob have homes. No. Well, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that, like, at, at the very least, they're pretending that they do for the for the for the sake of these films that they make. So, or the characters in this do. So they're aware of the concept of a house, even if they mm-hmm. don't have one themselves. So, you know, I don't know. It's very. Um, or they're imagining a better time. What could be? Maybe. <laughs> if only God were kinder. <laughs> if only God had gave me arms, <laughs> I wouldn't have dropped that plate. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Fib emerges out of nowhere and convinces Junior to lie to his father about the plate, saying like, oh, little Fib can't hurt anybody. Um, and so Junior He's tells, a Brooklyn Fib as well. Yeah, he he's a Brooklyn Brooklyn Fib. And so he's, he tells his father that Laura bro- broke the plate and the dad believes him. And he's just like, oh, that's fine. Like, nothing, nothing's happened. But his little Fib has actually grown larger. And so... Um, Fib, which is a little ball, essentially, uh, grows arms and legs uh, and uh, gets physically larger every time he lies. So it's a clumsy metaphor for for the. It's not even a like a metaphor. It's just blatant. It's like there we go. Yeah. It's um, but he he does it in song every time when he lies. He sings, and I'm like, that's a pretty big tell. Yeah. Like if you. Every if you every time you tell a lie you sing, people are going to catch on really quickly to when you're lying and when you're not. I think they'd stop speaking to you as well. They'd be like, right, okay, I'm just, <laughs> just singing right, at stay me. away. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Your tuneless fucking song. <laughs> um, I don't even understand what he says in the song because there's no subtitles in this, so I don't. I I didn't catch many of the lies. No, uh, one of the bits that got me is a uh, uh, so. Um, what happens basically is the dad believes him and they they go outside meanwhile larry boy is actually searching for the alien but isn't able to find him um and so junior uh tells uh someone else in the town that it was actually laura's brother that smashed the plate and he did so by feeding it to a crocodile crocodile, and later on laura percy and lenny uh, who is the brother confront Junior about his lies the funny thing about this is he then lies again Laura was fucking there at the start I know like, he's like gaslighting her, he's, her yeah li- this is actual gaslighting because she was there she knows it she knows it was him that broke the plate because she saw it he tells a lie that still convinces people that it wasn't him and she's just like oh 
like, like I don't even know if it's gaslighting if you're stupid enough to like. It's pretty like because I don't know. She's she seems quite confused. Yeah. Like it's only because the lies he tells get like outrageous. Like he's not a good liar. This kid. No, it's it's like completely unnecessarily over the top. Yeah, I'm surprised like the feb even grows with the lies he's telling because they're fucking like they're just the the p is at fault for believing it. To be yeah. honest. Because you know what would have been a good lie? Like, um, I don't think it's that overcrowded now, but I remember being in your living room a few years ago mm-hmm. and the bookcase that's in your living room had loads and loads and loads of stuff on it. And yeah. I remember when people walked by it, it used to kind of wobble a bit, but like yeah. it didn't actually go over. Like a good lie would have been, oh, I walked past it and the thing wobbled and it fell off. <laughs> I gently <laughs> like, I gently nudged it. Like, or no, well, not even nudged it. Like I just, I stepped on a floorboard and it just, boop, and it fell off like, Who's going to fucking argue against that? It's not like, even really a thing worth lying for. Like, it's like, that is a mistake that kids make, like, dropping stuff. Like, that. Yeah. if you if you have a child, you're taking the risk at some of your expensive items that aren't locked away mm-hmm. are going to get broken. I mean, that is, that is a stupid thing in the first place to have, like, I'm going to put my valuable plate on the top of this fucking thing. That my kid can reach. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, so it's really the parent's fault. I would just say, Dad, look, look, I, I climbed the, the bookshelf. It wobbled. Plate fell. I'm sorry. Like, the lie is totally... It's not like he did something, like, bad on purpose. No. Or, like, even made a big mistake. He just, you know, just climbed the bookshelf. Yeah. And it wasn't... It should really be attached to the wall. Like, what if the bookshelf fell and your asparagus got squished? They'd go another... They just plant yeah. another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take that long for them to grow. But you can't fine. get another plate and it's your fault for not attaching your bookshelf to the wall. I know. I'm more worried about the plate than the asparagus. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, he continues to lie and he tells a lie about cows coming to earth and destroying the plate, um, which apparently comes from a, a, a film that they saw earlier in the day. A sci-fi film. So, yeah. so he's like, as you say, like he's a bad liar, but he's also like just it's he it does that thing that some kids do. I think where I I don't genuinely think that I'm not one of these people that subscribes to the idea that like film and TV negatively influences loads of people in the same way that like do you remember? Um, one of the things on our course was like looking back at like you know the 90s and people were like oh like the, the panic like the video games are turning our kids violence and stuff like that yeah because like, school shooters were caused of their shooting video games yeah silly stuff like that yeah like generally speaking i don't think media has that kind of impact on people i do think it can impact little kids in a way because they'll they'll like remember quotes and things yeah well it can remember it can impact everyone in that way oh, i would can, say but, but it's just it's not i wouldn't say it makes mass shooters no no it's like, a good excuse I, I think i think kids are more likely to like replicate like things they've heard like and just well, even tiktok trends like they yeah. see stupid stuff like eating tide pods and then they'll copy that and they do actually do that it's mm-hmm. like there's fucking because they don't just do it they do it and they film it so there's yeah. fucking evidence that they're doing it but yeah uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it like subtly psychologically changes you and makes you more violent. I would say it blatantly makes you do stupid things sometimes. I saw a really fucking stupid video the other day of this, like he must have been 13 or 14. It was some fucking chavvy kid in like some shop just picking wine bottles up off the shelf and like flinging them up in the air and smashing them. And he did it like four or five times and then did like a gang sign at the camera and walked off. It was just like, like, why the fuck are you filming yourself doing that? Yeah, like, like that's a crime. Well done. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Like, kids, if you're going to commit a crime, like, don't record it. <laughs> this is a basic rule of crime doing. 
Or don't commit crimes. Well, obviously don't commit crimes, but if we're going to... <laughs> Uncle Callum says don't commit crimes. And, and, <laughs> and Andy Sammy says, well, just don't get caught. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> or make um, it harder to get caught at the very least, because that's just stupid. Don't, yeah, don't film yourself doing stupid fucking stuff. You've only got yourself to blame at that point. Well, I mean, yeah. you only have yourself to blame anyway, but like especially so if you're filming it. Um, so Larry Boy is summoned and forced to pursue the fib, which at this point is like gargantuan in size. Yeah. And he's grabbed uh, Junior. Junior and started to climb the water tower with him. I think um, Larry Boy's also grabbed at this point as well, isn't he? Well, you know, what happens is Larry Boy is in his car. The Larry Mobile, um, apparently. The Larry Mobile. He then finds out that uh, Arch, uh, Alfred, sorry, he's called Archbold Asparagus normally, but it's, it's Alfredness. Yeah. Alfred has made it so it can fly. And he, for some reason, his idea is to just jump out the car while it's in the air and fly head first at the fib. And then the fib catches him. And it's like, well, what did you expect to happen? <laughs> like, well done. Yeah. <laughs> Good plan. Um, so, yeah, he now has him. And he, like, tries to eat him, which makes sense, because he is a fucking, like, cucumber. Ugh. Uh, but I... then he's like, I, he's like, oh, you look like a sweet. I'm like, no, he doesn't look like a sweet. It looks like a vegetable. Oh, like, man, why are you you're pretending... going to be disappointed. <laughs> you're going to be so disappointed if that's what you think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's um, sucked on <laughs> for, like, yeah, five minutes, uncomfortably long. It's it's the world's slowest, like, moving towards the mouth to... Like, you've seen the speed at which I eat stuff. Like, he'd have been gone. Yeah. If, it, if I was that fib, like, he'd have been gone. Well, he'd have yeah, been brought back up no again chance. quite quick, actually, because it'd have been like, I ain't eating that shit. Yeah, I'm like, the fucking thing. But yeah, you, um, Alfred's kind of shouting um, through the radio that's attached to his belt, who can, who can defeat the fib? Yeah. And it's just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big sort of like. There's only one person here who can defeat you, and it's not you, Larry Boy. It's like, well, who is it? It's like, all right. Okay, let's get on with it. We know. And where then this he is pulls going. the computer wire, and, <laughs> and it's just the face, his facial expression, and screeches makes me laugh because he's like, asking the computer to boot, and I'm like, it's so funny because I know you have this problem. Like, see if it was up to Calm's computer to figure out who could do it, we'd be dead. Yeah, we would. My computer. You'd be screeching, but <laughs> every time my computer turns on, I get a like a warning thing, and I have to push F one, and then it tries to do like a whole bunch of Cody stuff, and I have to push the escape button to stop it doing that, and then it refreshes, and then it starts loading normally. So my computer, there's something very wrong with it. It's going on to safety mode when it goes on. That's not a good sign. No, well, I ain't replacing it. So once it's gone, That's it's fine. gone. So we'll have to, God knows what will happen to this podcast when that happens, but like we'll, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. But um, uh, anyway, uh, turns out, lo and behold, to no one's shock, only Junior can defeat the fib because it's him that's been lying. So he has to tell the truth. Um, and as he starts telling the truth of what happened, the fib starts shrinking down to nothing and he apologizes about breaking the plate. And then everyone's fine with it. There's no punishment done. Like we're ignoring the fact that like some of the city's been a little bit wrecked by this fib and we're ignoring, you know, our people's like hurt reputations and feelings. Everyone's just fine with it. It's all grand. Well, yeah, they're a good, they're a good Christian nation. And there's a Scottish carrot, which we didn't <laughs> mention, but he is there and I fucking love him because mm. he just sounds like Scotty from Star Trek. <laughs> He's like really traditional. He's like, laddie boy. <laughs> That's really funny. It's really funny when Scottish people try to do Scottish accents. I know. Yeah. I know. I do. I try and do that frequently. Yeah, well. so do but I. This, like, this guy is, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like American doing it, so it sounds funnier, but like Yeah, I've do that a lot. I've just you've now just made me notice that. <laughs> that we try and do Scottish accents a lot. It's like, well that's your accent, you fucking dip. I'm trying to think like uh, what do Scotland. Come to Scotland. Like it's kinda like that's like that's what the Americans do when they're thinking about like Scottish. It's sort of like yeah. it's the syllables but not the like the intricacy of the way that things are pronounced and i mean i can barely fucking talk because i don't have a proper scottish accent at all so i mean you you do but it's just a different region it's not the traditional highland region no um, that people expect but like yeah yeah it's scottish but it's just not the highland scottish where it's all lyrical and stuff but yeah it's not what the stereotypical it's not what it's not what people want so when they're yeah. like, oh, we're going to invite a Scottish person to our wedding for good luck, as the Americans like to do, and then they get me, they'll be very disappointed. But then when you go to an English wedding, they'll be like, oh, you're so Scottish. <laughs> oh, they do, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, your accent's so wonderful. I'm like, oh, well. Fuck <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and so uh, the episode concludes with another fib landing, and it's like a dun-dun-dun to be continued type Thing. Well, the episode really concludes with a Bible verse. Well, it does. It well, the short film then concludes with the fib, and then the and then we return back to uh, Bob the tomato and Larry the cucumber, who, who reinforces to us that lying is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should never ever lie. I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's true. And how think... how how do we know this? Only because the Bible tells us. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I feel like there's some room for interpretation there, kids. Like, definitely lie sometimes. Like. There's there's definitely a place for lying in mm. society, um, because yeah, we we, we, no. talk, we talked about this during Christmas. Um, like I I think like the Santa Claus thing. I think that's I've 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 backed and forthed on it over the years, but I'm I'm now pro pro Santa Claus. I think you know anything that can like add some magic to the world is valid. So like, yeah, and also just not being addictable. Like if you think someone's outfit's hideous. And they're already out and about. There's no point saying your outfit's hideous. You say, oh, you look fine. Uh, I don't know. It depends if they've been mean to me or not previously. If it's someone I don't like, I'm going to fucking let them know. Okay. And in general, to nice people, you don't uh, want to hurt, to, you know. To good people, no, you don't want to hurt their feelings, which, you know, makes um, sense. Yeah, for sure. But to, to people I despise, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, but that's different, though. You don't want be, to lie to them. I'm going to be honest. Hilda, you look terrible today. <laughs> I just smell. <laughs> 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 I don't know a Hilda, by the way, so that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's no way know, you know a Hilda. I don't know why I went for Hilda, like, like I'm fucking in Denmark new, or something. You <laughs> went for Hilda because you were worried that you would say someone's name that <laughs> yeah. you actually disliked by accident, and you're like, shit, what name? Uh, Hilda. That's why yeah. I do too. Yeah. Um. So... Thus concludes Larry Boy and a Fib from Outer Space. Do you want to do like a little summary overview or do you want to just move on to Esther and then do our summary at the end? Let's just do Esther, I think. Perfect. Right. So this one I am actually more familiar with. Uh, this is the one that, that me and my sister had on VHS when I was a kid. Um, I I think we watched it a couple of times, but like when I say I'm familiar with, what I meant is I've, I've seen it. Like I wasn't like... Yeah. I wasn't that... In, uh, uh, it's, it's not like a huge part of my subconscious or whatever from my childhood. So I, it was really, I found it really interesting watching this again for if no other reason than for how little of it I actually remembered. Like I, I remembered the look of some of the characters, the King specifically uh, and Esther as well. But, yeah. but the, the story was completely uh, different to how I remembered it being. 
this one's based on actual Bible story. So Larry Boy obviously wasn't. It's based on no. Batman. This one's an actual. They do. They kind of switch between doing actual like Bible stories and then parodies. Mm. There's no in between. They're either doing a Bible story or a parody. Yeah. Yeah. This, a, this is one of the latter. This is yeah. Former. Exactly. Former. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually not familiar with the story upon which it's based on. Uh, no, me either. Still, which, I mean, probably I should have looked into it. Uh, in fact, I'll just quickly do it just now, just for the sake of... Esther is Jewish and she's chosen for her beauty. And the king's chief advisor is offended by her cousin and guardian, Mordecai. Uh, and he obtains permission from, from the king to have all Jews killed. Esther foils the plan and instead wins permission from the king for the Jews to kill their enemies. So it's pretty fucking violent. That's really funny because they don't, they say her people and her family, they don't ever say that she's Jewish. I was going to say that. Like, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, it's always my people or whatever. There's no link to to Judaism or to Jewish faith or whatever. Some Christian people are a bit funny about that, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting choice. But on top of that, like, um, so this film uses what was it the tickle island or something as as like a as a euphemism for being executed yeah. we're gonna send you to the tickle island or something like that the land of eternal tickling and then like this death like figure comes out yeah it's like a hooded cloak and, and it has a feather yeah and it's it's very like when you put that in context with the story that it's based off of it's pretty fun. like i kind of you kind of think why would they choose to tell this because actually like he gives permission for the Jews to kill their enemies instead. And you're like, oh, I'm going to turn this into a kid's production. Well, if you look at it really, like all the fucking, like there's not one biblical story where I'm not about like, oh, like even Noah, the one that every kid knows, right? It's like, Mm. he's drowned the entire fucking world. Like everyone's died in a horrific tsunami. Mm. They've murdered all the animals and everyone's now a product of incest. Yeah, but I suppose the difference there is it's God that did it, whereas like here it's like a king's decided it's okay to murder in certain circumstances. It's sort of like yeah, it's it's like so like I mean that. You're, oh, I mean you're, if God's doing it, it's fine. Well, yeah, basically, like because <laughs> because like drowning in a flood is different to like it's okay for you to murder in this instance. I would argue. Mm. I mean, I know, I know, it's God's that's that's decided that everyone's going to drown, but like, it's still like it's a, it's a, it, for me, it feels like a different thing. There's almost something kind of whimsical about I'm just going to flood the earth. And well, I think they're very kind of wishy-washy with how much God influences stuff, though, mm. in general, and kind of organized religion. Like, it's really undecided as to whether we have free will or not, or like if you know cancer happens to people, or if yeah. everything has a reason, like. So I don't know. I don't know about that. I think as well, like the way that um, God is represented in the Old and New Testaments is very different because in one yeah. of them, he's a lot more forgiving and in, in the other, he's a lot more angry and like Yeah, vengeful. he has human like, emotions, yeah. which is weird because like you're a God. Why would you have human emotions? You'd, you really should be kind of neutral at best. Yeah. Like you shouldn't really be loving. You shouldn't really be hating. You should just be like... Like, I don't tend to get angry at my sims when they don't do what I want them to do. I mean, I do. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just frustrating. It's like, why are you? Why can't you leave the bathroom? Like, well, see, I've got this problem with my game file right, <laughs> right now. Why can't where, you leave the bathroom? Yeah, like, she keeps pretending there's no door. So I had to pause the game, delete the door and put a new door in. And I'm like, but there's a door there. 
I mean, maybe that's why God gets angry. It's just like, why can't you fucking can you do be- what you're told? Like, <laughs> it's not even do what you're told. It's like, why can't you survive by yourself? Like, I can't even go to the bathroom for two minutes. Right. And you're fucking right. That's it. I'm going to drown you all. <laughs> it's like fine. Live in the bathroom, and bitch. I'm bleeding all the doors. Just, yeah, like you made me do this. <laughs> I didn't want to, but you made me. Look what you made me do. Yeah, that's God. Yep. Um. That is genuinely how I picture like the 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 Christian God or organized religion God is a sim player, just angrily yelling <laughs> from removing, up above, removing pull ladders. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then this Veggie Tales thing, let's just get into that then. So the story is an adaptation of of that that uh, pretty much to a T thing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so we've got uh, the royal palace of Persia where King. Xerxes, apparently played by Mr. Nezer, apparently. I don't know. He's played by a big, ugly... Uh, gherkin. Gherkin. Is he not? Well, he's got, like... I've, oh, no, I think he's a pickle, because he's got, like, the watery bits on him. Ger- gherkins and pickles are the same thing. Are they? Okay, right. Well, yeah. that's what he is. That's what he do be. That shows how little vegetables I eat. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, he's throwing out Queen uh, Vashti for insubordination, uh, in this instance, it's because she refused to make, she refused to make a sandwich, which is such a like a late two thousands meme. Like in some in some ways, like who would have thought VeggieTales was ahead of its time? But like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, it's, should we? Well, so this was the two thousands. This one, it, yeah, barely though. Like, like yeah. I I don't think the whole make me a sandwich thing became like a thing until like I f- I feel like that was like uh, after I was out of high school. Yeah. So should we address the elephant in the room as well? On you go. The king's accent is a bit questionable if it was a white man who did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it feels like it's someone doing a kind of a mockery or or an impression of what they feel like someone from that region of the world would possibly sound like, but no one else has that kind of accent. Like No. It's it, everyone like Esther speaks um, quite softly and articulately, and like the the skeezy assistant has a like a kind of like a nasally like mobster Italian mobster. Yeah, and then Mordecai is he another Boston Boston New Yorker? No, Mor- Mordecai is like you said he sounds Jewish. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, well, which is interesting, actually, isn't it? Because that would tie in with the is. whole like he is, but they just decide not to. But he no, sounds, he's just a part of a family. He sounds he's... like a Jewish stereotype, is the yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, he's just people. They don't associate, or they don't give him a a, a specific title. No, he's like, my yes. people. It's like oh, so you mean other religion you don't want to mention? Yes. Veggie tales, I see. Okay, okay, veggie tales, I see you. <laughs> I don't understand that one. That's just a thing I've never understood. Is the dislike or the tension there because like it's the same like jesus is like a jewish man right Mm. so why would there be problems i don't understand it i just don't get it oh just so so for clarification lister they make me a sandwich meme came from 1995 um snl so interesting we research things here on this show sometimes yeah occasionally um Usually while the show is ongoing. That's funny that it was associated, like, apparently it was associated with, like, 2008 Hillary Clinton's campaign, which is mm. probably why I was, like, end of high school, because that's, yeah. I, I finished high school in 2009, 
and she she was running during the, the start of my last year of high school so yeah yeah so it kind of had like a renaissance period then that's yeah that's my era i guess 2007 in my head it's still 2007 like that was such oh, a good year but yeah uh, anyway <laughs> but what? yeah it was it was like a, a running meme so vegetales used a current meme that Fuck. somehow has become relevant again yeah like it's just funny that how that worked out didn't yeah. happen for a lot of their stuff but that one yeah so this queen refuses to make a sandwich and that's enough reason to kick her out which she didn't get executed though i was pleased they didn't kill her no well yeah probably just as well um she just got kicked out so they didn't send her to the tickle tickle place but they did just kick her out um so the next morning esther and her cousin mordecai who's played by pa grape uh, are discussing her friend who stole an apple. Esther lacks, lacks, uh, she lacks the courage to confront her and Mordecai believes she shouldn't be afraid to do what's right. Um, and so this is when... Wait, was it she did the apple? I totally missed the apple thing while I was watching it too. What did she do? Uh, there's a friend who stole an apple. Wow, I... you're going to grass up your pal for being hungry? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, we're in a, in a world where we're like the lower class and there's like a big kingdom and you're going to whine at your friend for stealing an apple. Have you not seen Aladdin, Esther? Chill. I mean, Aladdin's got a pretty piss poor attitude. <laughs> I'd grass him up. <laughs> off, off you go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not, it's like, come on. It's an apple. Yeah, well, slippery slope, slippery slope. If you're starving, I'll let you have an apple. I don't know what our friend's situation but yeah she has a big moral debate about this it's like well by herself yeah <laughs> but apparently but apparently she talks to her cousin about it but like um i love i love the way that um it sets things up though because the, the the dialogue is like really like you are my cousin or something like that like it, yeah. it lays it on thick with how people are related to each other and I mean, otherwise we wouldn't know because she's like uh, i don't know what vegetable she is but the other one's a grape she's tall and he's short he's yeah so not that that's something you can't be related to people but she's tall and thin and like green and oddly shaped and he is basically like a, a grape or well, he's, a, pa, he's pa grape so he's yeah, a grape yeah so yeah they shouldn't be related but in the context of this film they are well, i mean they're not related they're just refusing to say that they're jewish yeah and they're using like elaborate ways to connect them <laughs> okay veggie tales um <laughs> So Hammond drives up in his faux car. I see. I don't like when VeggieTales tries to do this. It's like if you're if you're gonna try and make a place in time, don't like drive and and like you know add modern things in just to try and be hammy and funny. Like you shouldn't have a like a fake car or whatever. Like you shouldn't have a gold tooth either. You shouldn't like be an actual like nineteen thirties monster. Yeah, I, I don't like all of that. Like I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the effort of like designing like this one-off kind of um environment for the all to inhabit at least you know fucking stick to it because it's just not funny is the thing like it's not yeah. seeing him in his cars it's not funny and like he goes he drives forward crashes into something and there's the sound of him crashing and then within seconds he's like somehow managed to like come back and go the opposite way and it's just like it's not funny it's again that an example of just bad writing and lack of humor and just it's just not funny well it's a really grim story isn't it really yeah like it's like you don't i i would argue you should probably shouldn't adapt stuff like this for kids yeah uh, to be honest i don't think you should there's lots of stories that they've like that are traditionally adapted that i'm like nah yeah don't do that but it's um, quite grim 
Hammond uh, takes a fucking problem with Mordecai because he asks him to buy. I think he's pronounced Haman. Haman. I keep thinking you're saying like Richard Hammond, and I'm like, what is Haman? I think it's Haman in the thing because I just remember her saying it like that. I'm going to call him Ham Ham Man. (laughs) Ham Man. (laughs) Ham Man. Um. Uh, orders him to bow but he refuses to do so and that's obviously like a red flag to a bull because he's got like some kind of fucking ego well he's anti-semitic isn't he so it's because like he you're jewish and you're not bowing to me so i'm going to get you kicked out rather than killed because this is veggie tales and also he's not going to say you're jewish but that is the underlying context so whatever um Esther is taken to the palace with. <laughs> I like that. Like Wikipedia describes them as the other maidens. Like it's. Just, I mean, <laughs> all the single ladies. <laughs> all the single ladies. Yeah. <laughs> are taken to have a. It's like um a pageant. Oh God, that's another. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all auditioning to be like the new queen, and so she goes to the stage and she has a flashback to a conversation she had earlier of Mordecai it was like something about remembering what your grandma used to say or something like that and she starts singing a song that's like super religious in nature and super solemn yeah like super yeah super grim and like the king's obviously like right this is mine this is my wife this bitch right here yeah because the lady before was you know the lady before was me (laughs) like this shrieking banshee singing about puppies being cute oh like, yeah oh. that is isn't it yeah like she is that's that is you i remember saying that <laughs> yeah it's me like, that is that you, that you that's your song Make it's that funny because he says things to offend me but i take them as compliments so <laughs> mm. <laughs> you'd be that vegetable <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah anyway so she gets picked and it's kind of um, odd because she's picked and placed in the palace and kind of left to her side and the self and the king doesn't really interact with her. Or no, whatever. he like, kind of like yeah, he calls her he calls her quiddy put at one point and that's as close to affection as they get. They don't even like touch with their invisible hands. Like, no, he seems to like I don't know. She's an ornament. Basically, she's there for show. But it's like they don't live in the same place because she at one point invites him in for dinner. I'm like, this is your house. Yeah. Like she lives in the palace of you. So what do you mean? Like. And the whole context of that is she's trying to like bring up the courage to do what's right because you know this is the underlying message of the of the of this particular uh, installment is sometimes doing what's right is really difficult, but you still should anyway. Um, I mean, this one that I don't understand though because it's like that's one. It's a selfish reason because you don't want your family taken away. Mm-hmm. Like, duh. Yeah. Why would that be? Like, it's more difficult to get banished to an island or to hell. I I is- I think it's more that like the difficult thing is saying it in front of like the person that you know because like it's it's easier to like. So if we're if we're talking about ratting someone out, it's easier to rat someone out when they're not right there in front of you. Yeah, I would argue. So yeah, like, there's points so when, when he I, wasn't there. Yeah well yeah there were like that's the funny thing I say the funny thing it's not funny nothing nothing about this is funny <laughs> <laughs> apart from all of it apart from all of it but yeah um, there are like again it's very like both of the episodes have like serious inconsistency with their writing in terms of like things not like making there's plot holes or like there's why would your characters do that in a like mm-hmm. fucking you know and the only explanation I can come up with is like bad writing 
Honestly, well, it's just cause... they're trying to adapt stuff that can't be adapted. Like if you've got stories about execution and people being stoned to death and all that, it's like, well, maybe just don't adapt that. Maybe just make original stuff. Yeah, because you could take the theme of that and come up with something completely original. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, you could just do more Batman parodies. I don't, I don't care. But like, if you've got difficulties portraying a, a story in the Bible, because they are grim, like they're yeah. really grim stories, all of them, for the most part. Um, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. You've got a cutesy vegetable show. Yeah. And if you, it's gonna make your fucking writing awful, which I do, I'm. Quite, it's questionable whether the writing would be good anyway, because Larry Boy wasn't great writing, was it? So. No, it was not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kudos kudos for trying but no it was not no um it was not it we see an attempted assassination on the king like there's a couple of are they little are they peas or something try to the yeah peas the, or grapes the french peas apparently they're french oh. peas they try to kill him with a piano um and a cake and a cake uh and it's as- actually esther that saves the day so the piano ends up crushing the cake and well it's really mordecai that saves the day yeah yeah well she Mordecai tells her yeah that there's something a plot afoot and then she um she calls him to watch out yeah many moves that's it like it's not, yeah. it sounds a lot more epic the way we, we described it when she saves the day it's like yeah she said move and it's he moved. not it's really not um and the peas end up getting banished to the island of perpetual tickling for the crimes of attempting to crush Xerxes uh, and for entering the throne room uninvited, this is a big thing. I don't. I'm. I'm assuming this is a thing in the actual story and like historically. But like, there's this big thing about you're not allowed to be in the presence of the king unless invited, which I find really, really weird. Because how would he receive news and stuff from people? Because you'll. I mean, I always think about or like you've got. You think about like these old timey kings sat in a room by themselves and then the door burst open and like my liege my liege like news from the north or something like that and he's like right like how dare you bring me that news i didn't invite you (laughs) very pedantic king here into the jail with you (laughs) so like yeah like i don't i don't like that that rule seems stupid to me but like whatever i think the rule's only there so that the uh heyman can control it's him isn't it yeah, yeah it's him that's the problem so like it's him but he's like i don't usually like people coming over but i don't mind you queenie poo it's like <laughs> yeah gross <laughs> old man talking to <laughs> to young esther oh my oh yeah um, it's like mm. yeah so basically next is uh Haman uh, convinces Xerxes that there's a bigger threat and there's a family, a bigger family that can't be trusted. He, uh, uh, Mordecai, uh, uh, Xerxes rather, is unaware that what he's doing is talking about Esther's family. Um, it's a good song though. Well, it's not a good song. It's, it's catchy. Yeah, I, I, I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember how it goes, but um, it's, it's, it's the, the back- can't be trusted song. It's the, it's the, it's the one where they're backing and forthing, isn't it? Like yeah. They're, yeah, they're singing back and forth. Yeah. It's- the king's not great at coming up with his own thoughts. Like no. he, whatever he's told, he'll believe. Yeah. Yeah. And this song reflects that, but I, I do quite like the song. Now that's something remembered. I like. I it. think it's the best song in the episode. Eh, that's quite a low bar. Oh yeah. Well, I never said it wasn't. I'm just staying. I yeah, think it's- <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's quite a low bar. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
Uh, Xerxes unwittingly authorizes an edict to have uh, Mordecai and his family banished to the island of perpetual ticketing. Ticketing. <laughs> ticketing. T- that sounds tickling. nightmares too. Ticketing. That's like my actual fever dreams, by the way. It's one. Whenever I have a fever, I always have these never-ending dreams where I'm ripping tickets at Odeon. Oh God! So you're back there again. Isn't yeah. that weird? It's not like I'm cleaning, like, which is the worst part—the cleaning or serving food. I'm just ripping tickets. Oh God! That's, All day long. That's hell. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just? Yeah. So maybe it is the land of ticking. Oh gosh! Yeah. Mordecai finds the edict posted in the town and visits Esther. He has access to Esther surprisingly easy throughout all of this. Like, I am i know he's climbing upside the side of the castle and stuff to get to her, but, like, there's no guards or anything. Like, he gets to her plenty of times. And Yeah, you would have thought, like, it'd be easier to assassinate these people because they just kind of chill on balconies a lot. Yeah, they do. By um, themselves. So, he uh, begs Esther to tell... Um, Xerxes about Hamman's evil plans, but she's afraid and lacks the courage because she's a fucking wuss. <laughs> Basically, I mean, yeah. Um, Mordecai reminds her that she need not fear to do what's right, and that action, even though action does not come easy for Esther, so she tries to tell the king twice, and both times she fails. Um, uh, inviting them to dinner, uh, inviting Xerxes and Hamman to dinner instead, which both of them are quite enthusiastic about. Like yeah, uh, even Hamman. Like, yeah, we'd love to go. Oh, there. we'd love to go. Yeah, they do. They have a good time, don't they? They're playing they do. games. That's and quite shit. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I like how into it Hamman is actually. Like, yeah. like he's a bit suspicious, but then when he's like, "Oh, it's for dinner," he's actually kind of into it. And I'm like, "All right, okay, that's funny. That's a funny character trait, I suppose." <laughs> like, okay, um, well played, Vegetales. You got me to give you a positive. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Once again, Hamman attempts to get Mordecai to bow to him again and threatens to have his banishment carried out immediately if he refuses. But the attempt is foiled when King Xerxes humiliates him by declaring his plan to throw a parade. Oh, right, so this is a bit of a trick that happens. So Xerxes, uh, because his life has been saved, is like trying to, to come up with a way to, to reward um, Mordecai for that, unknowingly to Hamman. Uh, and so Hamman comes into Xerxes' chamber one night and uh, Xerxes just before bed says something like, um, what do you think I should do to reward someone for some good service? And Hamman's like, oh, you should throw him a parade and you should let him ride your horse and go around town and things and thinking that he's talking about him. And then it turns out he's talking about um, Esther's, co- Esther's cousin instead. And so uh, Hamman's not pleased about this. Uh Esther finally grows some balls uh, and tells Xerxes uh, of Hamman's plans uh, and instead it's him that gets banished instead and so what happens is Mordecai ends up taking his job as the right hand man and Esther, having saved her people, gazes out at the side of the palace with a smile. What a happy ending. She's a girl just like you. I'm like, no, she's a fucking... Vegetable. I don't know what she is. She's a celery, maybe. She's a celery. <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't know. She's- <laughs> certainly not a girl like me no. uh, and she does take her sweet time like god takes his sweet time too because she's singing like why am i here what am i to do it's like well it's really obvious just do it yeah and god doesn't prod her along until the very end like come on your family's close to your family all your all your uh religious pals are close to being murdered 
mm-hmm. and you're waiting until the fucking end. You're waiting until after the fucking slumber party day two. Like, you're like, oh, I'm not feeling brave enough. I don't know if I can do it. So you're no great, are you really, Esther? Esther, find some courage. Like, oh, oh no. Yeah, it's shit. Anyway, it's shit. Which leads me onto the question, which of the two do you prefer? Um, I think Larry Boy, because it's... uh. Original. I don't know. I, I, I kind of find them amusing for different reasons. Like, Larry Boy is the one I remember more because I had it on video, whereas <clears> Esther, it's just really fucking funny to me that they're, like, just refusing to tell the story properly because they don't want to mention Jewish people. So, Esther, uh, I I obviously have more of a link to historically. I think I prefer Larry Boy because I find the Esther one so, so, so boring. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. when we were watching this, I was kind of, like... I was actually amazed at how boring it is. Like it is, <laughs> it is so dull. Like it, as for a story like this, it probably I I reckon the 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 actual story could probably be, be turned into like a pretty decent feature film. Like because there have been like Bible adaptations I would say turned a, into films. A play at best, like a, a you know. See, one I don't of those pretentious. Things. I don't know. I I saw um, Moses. I think it was in like 2018 or 2019, and that was actually really good. That one has a cool like sea parting thing. This is just like a fucking like a, at best you'll have like an assassin's plot. Yeah, but I I like I think with the the violent things at the end, like you could definitely give it some like Game of Thrones vibes with the, especially if you had like the king's assistant actually killing people as you go. Like obviously he wants to get rid of the family, but like if there's mm-hmm. other people that die throughout as well, like you could definitely give it like a dark under vibe and still retain like the messaging that it's meant to be telling. Like I I think there would be ways to make this really interesting, not for VeggieTales obviously, but like for like other other things. Um I, I think this struggles from the fact that one, it kind of refuses to acknowledge certain truths about the story and about the, I guess, probably like the religious conflicts within. Uh, but on top of that, it's just very clumsily written. And and the messaging doesn't work because it's like this one's about being brave, but she's not that fucking brave. No, she's not. She's just not a brave person. I would I would say this one's more a story of just like coping for circumstances. Like something yeah. happens, you just have to kind of figure it out. Yeah. And you'd even say maybe it's like everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. would be the better message for that, even though that's a message I don't agree with. Agree with sorry. But uh, yeah, she's not that brave. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's it. So it's really stupid to have this be the bravery episode because it's like, well, she's yeah. not. She's yeah. forced to do everything. Yeah. She, even, even yeah, it's kind of reluctant up until the point she has to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even then it's like, ugh, she didn't actually do that much. So, you know, Esther, the girl who did the bare minimum, basically yeah um yeah so i i mean at at our ages you know early 20s um i these aren't these aren't made for us basically like they are made for kids so when we're talking about like you know is this worth checking out clearly not really not on a not on a like for us kind of level is this the sort of thing i would show to my kids not really like not even if i was religious like i feel like how dated they are in many ways mm-hmm. takes away from whatever messaging there could have been even at the time um and i suppose that's why they're still making newer ones is like you know there are ways to modernize it or whatever and uh, I'm I I'm not curious enough to go and investigate how the modern ones match up. Although I know that the CGI looks a little bit better these days. Um, funnily enough, a lot of the vegetables wear more clothes now than they did yeah. 
back um back in the nineties. Um but yeah, I it it strikes me as there are there are certain groups of people that would find these really really good, uh, and I'm not one of those people. Well, oh, no, I don't think anyone finds them good. I think like, well, I mean here in this like in the UK, I think they're just yeah. like funny to watch as well. Like I can't believe this exists kind of thing. And I would say this would maybe be a good drinking game thing. Mm-hmm. Like see what episodes have a, like take a shot every time they mention God. And sometimes you won't drink anything, and sometimes you will. You'll be yeah. fucked. Um, playing stuff like that. Uh, I would say check out, it's free on YouTube, so maybe go have a look at one of the short ones just out of morbid curiosity, just to see that it does exist if you haven't seen mm. it before, because it's one of these things where we've kind of underplayed how fucking bizarre it is, really. Yeah, it, it is. Like, you kind of need to witness it. It's, it's vegetables hopping around, picking up things. There's a bit where um one of the characters was flipping a, a, flicking through a pack of cards, and like obviously he doesn't have hands, so the cards are just do, 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 do in front of him, and it's just like, what are you doing? Like, what? Yeah. How? And it looks really bizarre. It's, it's same with her lifting her crown off. Like she's putting yeah. her crown on and off, and it's just like it's just floating in the air. It's such strange choices, and yet I wouldn't say it works because it doesn't. It's such strange choices. I just don't get it. Like, uh, I mean, I'm I'm I understand not giving the vegetables hands actually because that would look worse. I think, but yeah. I don't like the whole, oh, they're just like having things in front of them levitating, essentially. Like, I don't like that either. So, it's the power of God. I I guess so. I, I don't have any solutions for that problem. So, <laughs> I'm going to pick holes and not present any options to improve it, is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It was hard to do <laughs> vegetable filling lately. I would even argue that, like, Sausage Party didn't do it right either. Like, that looks pretty fucking horrendous to me. Yeah, it does. That's funny that that's t- that's two episodes in a row we've referenced that. Let's see if we can do it next week. Let's see if we well. can reference Sausage Party next week as well, just for fun. How <laughs> <laughs> can be the challenge? <laughs> God. Um, yeah, so that is Veggie Tales then. Uh, if that's your jam, great. And uh, great. Uh, if, it, if it is, you're in luck because it's all on YouTube. Yeah, it. it is. All of it. So uh, hopefully this episode has been interesting or like funny or whatever in some kind of way and hopefully we've not horrendously upset many people. Uh, make a change. Don't be always. Don't be always, yeah. There's always someone. Um, so next week then we will be looking at Mouse Hunt, which is a live action film and the first of our live action ones for a while actually because we had Pixar Month and this oh yeah i forgot about that so um yeah this will be interesting this will be a nice change of pace actually i think before we go back to more animated stuff again yep. <laughs> it's just a just a quick breather don't get too used to it <laughs> um so yeah uh quite looking forward to watching that that'll be uh, interesting to discuss and see how that lines up within this month uh so come back for then uh, if you're not already, make sure you follow us on Instagram at one of us is bored. We've got like well over 500 followers on there now. We're doing yeah, it's very, very up. well. Uh, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Search uh, one of us is bored there. We recently put a shortened version of our uh, epi- our special bonus episode from attending the outfit up there. The, the views for that are also creeping up quite nicely, actually. 
very well and there's more stuff planned for for that soon so get subscribed there please that would make us very very happy if you've liked this episode please give us a five star rating on spotify or itunes or apple podcasts wherever you may be listening that'd be really really good of you and come back next week for mouse hunt we'll see you then